What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 16 of Dime Dropper and officially the conclusion of season one of Dime Dropper. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to us on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast and to subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well as to follow us on Spotify and, of course, most importantly, Instagram and Twitter at Dime Dropper Pod. So, I guess we can call this the end of season one. I mean, the glorified summer league was the season, I guess. And um, the amount of new subscribers from the YouTube video, Jesus, man. Every single day, new comments. A lot of Laker fans, Laker Nation. If you guys are my big break to getting more views, man, so be it. I always do feel like, I always have felt like I speak for a lot of Laker fans, even though I'm a Clipper fan, because I just watch all those games. I'm around the culture and if anybody, I love Laker history, so you're going to get a lot more. I've been commenting back to people, Laker fans, that have been like, some really like chirping me in the comments, which is normal, uh, and some being really respectful and see the passion that I have and realize, you know, we're all in the same. We're all fans of different teams. Some get luckier than others. Um, overall, though, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the feedback. I would love, to, I'm going to keep seeing that video grow. Um and yeah, it's just awesome to see that my team's biggest failure ends up being my biggest success, which shows me and shows people just because the Clippers are losers don't mean your boy's a loser. Your boy's going to keep giving out the top content, unbiased, telling it how it is. So as we approach the end of season one, we shall conclude this podcast or I should say conclude this by talking about what happened. And of course, I made a reaction video at halftime that's already got a thousand views. I literally thought that would be in like the hundreds, if anything. But I guess putting Clipper fan on my videos seems to just get way more views. And, like, I guess I'm going to have to do that for a little bit, even though I don't really want to. Because I didn't make this, I didn't make a podcast and make this channel and shit for me to be a Clipper-centric thing. It's an NBA-centric, or just, this is just my podcast. Like, basketball is the umbrella topic and then everything else underneath. So, I'm a Clipper fan, of course, but... It's not all about the Clippers. And when we talk about learning about the history of the game, <laughs> not much Clipper content will be featured. But let's talk about the finals. I mean, the Lakers got it done in six games. Congrats to them. Uh, I'll be the first to say it. I was wrong. Um, I, I, obviously, I did pick the Clippers out of bias, but it was the first year where we really didn't have a clear-cut favorite um, since the Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. And, you know, I had every reason to believe that the Clippers would win the championship. They just blew the 3-1 lead. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody, after they blew the 3-1 lead, talks about all the problems throughout the season. We should have seen this coming, this and that. At the end of the day, we shouldn't have seen it coming because they should have finished the job one out of three times. And, you know, you have a lot of people um, hating on the Lakers for avoiding the Clippers, avoiding. At the end of the day, we didn't show up. That's not their fault. They did their end of the bargain. We did not. And that's happened to the 2015 Warriors where the Clippers blew the 3-1 lead. And then they had an easier conference finals where they were basically just, you know, had the Rockets on, on lock there. And there's been a lot of instances in NBA history where the one of the horses doesn't show up to the race. So it, the title's the title. Of course, it came, in, in my opinion, slightly. Obviously, everybody can argue harder, easier circumstances. But um, I do think that normal titles with road games are much harder. That being said, a title's a title. But I'm just saying if you want to compare it to other titles of other years... Um, I was wrong about LeBron. He proved me wrong and that he was still the best player in the NBA. Um, do I think that I, I hate the people that are saying, though, that's such a bad take. I can't believe you ever thought differently. No, because I don't just 
I'm sorry, I know what LeBron's done eight years in a row, but when you have the season last year and you and I don't care about the injury excuse, he came back and basically gave up on the team and then went to the media and was blaming the young kids. I know all is going to be forgotten for Laker fans now because he won the championship. That doesn't excuse what happened last season, the way he acted. And I know a lot of Laker fans are pissed. As a competitive person and watching it myself, I was I was just like laughing at it, just how ridiculous it was. But he delivered, as he said himself, revenge season completed, and he did his thing, and he has proven that he's still the best player in the league until somebody can take his crown away. And I think that that person could be Kevin Durant next year maybe. We'll see. He still mentally has to prove that he can lead his team past the finish line. But yeah, LeBron did his thing, and I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. I'm not just going to sit here like Skip Bayless and tell you, oh, well, he got lucky here, and oh, he got this. But I will say, though, is that LeBron may be the best player on this team and the best player in the league, but I don't think it's so clear-cut as everyone makes it out to be because I've watched almost every Laker game this season, and if you want to tell me that Anthony Davis isn't on his level and it's not close, then you're fucking bullshitting because... We just omit defense from the game, as I said in my last episode, or not last episode, in that YouTube video. Anthony Davis, throughout the playoffs, let me just read you guys some numbers since, you know, we're so infatuated with stats these days. 28 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, 3.5 assists, over a steal, and 1.4 blocks per game. And the shooting splits, 57% from the field, 38 from 3, and 83 from the line. Anthony Davis was a man amongst boys all playoffs long, got to the promised land, and I, I'm a huge Anthony Davis fan. It was, it was, you know, nice to see him, you know, getting emotional, and he, he earned it, man. Uh, do I like the way he forced his way out of New Orleans? Not particularly. As I said in my last, in my video, in my reaction, I hate the player empowerment stuff. I hate the way the players kind of just dictate and run all over the organizations these days and just kind of choose where they go like it's musical chairs. Um, but that's the NBA these days and Anthony Davis still gets a ring and deserves that ring and deserves to be getting a lot more credit than he is. Oh my goodness. Laker fans, guys, I'm, I'm honestly sorry for you guys a bit because this is supposed to be the Lakers title, not LeBron's title. He plays for the Lakers. And what I hate is ever since Jordan came around, we have this, you know, this culture that's so infatuated with the individual. And what I'm not going to do right here for you guys, as you know, is I'm not going to sit here, where does LeBron rank now? Does he pass this guy? It's definitely him and Jordan top two now. Go shut that shit up your ass and put it on Undisputed or The Herd or whatever show. This ain't the place for that. We will tell you, everyone's rankings are different. These are all opinions. And Laker fans, I'm speaking to you guys directly here. You know, I've seen a lot of Laker fans' reactions to the way LeBron has played since he's joined the team and the praise and the slander and everything in between. Ultimately, I want to tell you guys, if you with your own eyes believed and watched and thought that Kobe Bryant was the best player you've still ever seen in your life, stick to your opinion. Don't let ESPN and the modern media change that for you. Because when you ask a lot of players, as I've said in so many episodes, Kobe Bryant is right up there with anyone, including LeBron James. And most players before this ring had him over LeBron James that I've heard and so don't let ESPN change their like you know your perception of things. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and debate the goat because once again, how old am I? 22. How uh, have I watched every era? No. Am I trying to? You better believe it. I'm on 1974. Still got a lot of ways to go. But um, I was happy to see more Kobe Bryant on my feed than anyone else by Laker fans the other day. Uh, you know, one of the hardest beginning of the end of this year was Kobe. And, 
you know, I, I look up to him in so many different ways, and I, I just consider myself blessed to have watched him play for so many years in front of me and took it for, I didn't take it for granted. I almost did until my uncle, who is going to be the guest on the next episode of Dime Dropper, starting season two, starting the off season. My uncle, the biggest Laker fan I know, season ticket holder at the forum from 96, 97, 95 to 97, and breathes, I'm sorry, eats, sleeps, and breathes Los Angeles Lakers. So he's going to be a guest that I'm sure will have so many crazy things and ridiculous uh, topics planned to talk about. Not to mention he is a professor at Cal State Northridge, PhD, full-on everything. So as educated and great a basketball fan as we can get on next episode, Laker fans, you do not want to miss that out at all. Um, Other than that, let's talk about the supporting cast of the Lakers. KCP, Mr. Slander, how well did he play all playoffs? Hitting big shots, big shots. Kuzma, he could have been used better, could have been involved more, had his moments. Ultimately, what did he do better than he's ever done in his career? Defense. Played defense with pride, with intensity, with, you know, care. And, of course, playoff Rondo. Two rings with the Celtics and the Lakers. Unbelievable. The guy's got one of the highest basketball cues of his era and one of the highest I've ever seen. Danny Green. I liked what he posted on Instagram. No matter what y'all want to say about him and how broke he was throughout the course of these playoffs, he's a three-time champ on three different teams, and he's won two titles in a row with two different teams, which shows you that there's more to the game than just missing open threes, as I said in the video before. Spreading the floor, playing good defense, not biting enough more than you can chew, staying in your lane. And a lot of players in today's NBA do not stay in their lane. And look no further than the Clippers. Um, Alex Caruso, unbelievable defense throughout the playoffs. Markeith Morris, I, I will give a lot of credit to Rondo and LeBron. I've never seen him shoot this well in his entire career. Um, the fact that we're even comparing him to Marcus right now shows that he's really had a resurgence because Marcus Morris has been the better player for two, three years now, like easily. And Markeith Morris hitting his threes. I want to see what he shot all playoffs long. Markeith Morris, 42% from three. I mean, that is much better than he's ever shot in his career. Dwight Howard, it's 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 a it's kind of a it's a very feel good story with him to redeem himself. I was actually at his last game as a Laker, Game Four against San Antonio in 2013, and I remember him getting booed off the court, and I was one of them booing because he straight up was an he was just a bitch that was awful and horrible for the Lakers in 2013, and I think did more harm than good. But this year, buying into his role, being a rim protector, being an agitator, being physical, having that experience now. He redeemed himself, and I see a lot of Laker fans, you know, behind him. And I think Dwight's done an amazing job of, you know, connecting with the fans on social media. And that's one of the things that I was so mad about the Clippers doing is they didn't, like, they don't, like, they just don't care about us, I guess, besides a couple of people. And if they, they're too embarrassed to say anything and apologize to what, what, what happened about what, what they did. And, you know, I think Dwight Howard, since the beginning of the season, has done a great job communicating with the Laker fan base. Anyone else I forgot? I don't think so. So congrats to the Lakers, 17, best franchise of all time. You can send that from me all day long. I'm going to take them over the Celtics with all due respect to the Celtics. And one thing, though, I don't want to hear from the Laker fans is don't be grilling my boy Bill Russell, man. Don't be grilling my boy Bill Russell because I actually got, I said, I'm on 1974 in my evolution of basketball. I finished all of Bill Russell's career. That man is walking greatness. And if the Lakers had won those titles with Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, I'd be hearing them to about I would be hearing about them to this day. So 
Now that you guys have the same amount of titles, I don't want to hear you bringing them down. Talk about why you've, you're the best franchise and why. And, and the reason that is is because of the recent success of the last 40 years where basketball has grown in popularity. Um, let's talk about the Heat, though. An unbelievable season, an unbelievable GSL. Jimmy Butler really proved he's one of the best players in the league. And once I make, I'm going to come out with a video very soon. Top 10 players in the NBA right now. The, as of this season, 2020 season. And Jimmy Butler is going to be so damn high on that list because you know me, even though I'm a Clipper fan, as a Clipper fan, I know better than anyone, it's all about the playoffs. The regular season doesn't mean jack shit. And who did Jimmy Butler... Jimmy Butler outperformed. Like, he had a better postseason to me this year than James Harden's ever had, than Giannis Antetokounmpo's ever had, than Jokic has ever had, than Damian Lillard's ever had. And you know what people are going to say? No, 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 no. He only had a good finals. The rest of it was his team. Put two and two together, guys. If you've been listening to me this this entire season, you've heard what I said about Jimmy Butler and the way he leads. He's doing the Bill Russell style of leadership, the Magic Johnson style of leadership. I'm going to let everybody eat. I'm going to get the most out of my teammates, not put them in boxes, let them thrive. And then when we need me to score, I'm going to go get mine. And you know what he always does? Plays defense and instills confidence in his in his teammates, which is the most important part of sports, instilling confidence in your teammates. And the most important part of sports is confidence. And that's why I think that this LeBron James may honestly be better than that of the one in Miami because his confidence has grown so much in these last couple of years since the GOAT debate has been, you know, everyone's starting to put him in it more and more. His confidence is so high now. He's been around the block. I mean, think about it. Like, we t- we're comparing him to Kawhi Leonard, right? And even though Kawhi's in his prime and we say LeBron's not, and I think that, I guess LeBron still is in his prime. And it's like, it's so funny because he's so great that there's primes within his prime, which is just unbelievable. He's But one thing I just can't stand about LeBron fans and like the whole media narrative with LeBron and his whole like co- career is people don't understand that like LeBron has not been the same his whole career. He has had an evolution of himself as he's gone on and he could tell you that. He was talking about it on ESPN. He's saying that I understand I've changed as a player over the years. He hasn't had... Even though he's been he's done basically everything, he has not been everything at once. And I think that's what people do not get. And no one knows LeBron. I, I'm gonna I can stand here and say this better than anyone. I don't think anyone knows LeBron James's career like me. No one. Not the not the intricacy, not the details, not the memorization. Like I could literally rattle off every series he's played and how many games it went from the first playoff series he had against the Wizards in 06 to the Miami Heat Finals in 2020. I could do it right now, but I'm not gonna waste your time. Miami, incredible postseason. Tyler Hero was poor, though, in the finals, but it's normal. He's a rookie, and the Lakers' defense was great. And I think that's one of the reasons we, we're not talking about the Lakers' defense enough. And I say it all the time. It's, it's team defense in today's NBA. It's not individual one-on-one man-to-man stuff anymore. It's more pick and roll, more coverages about certain guys because, you know, the rules have made it so hard to guard anybody one-on-one these days. A guy like Goran Dragic with a good handle and a quick step and a finisher around the rim, he's basically unguardable in today's NBA one-on-one. Goran Dragic, and that also sucked that he didn't get to play, and I, once again, you heard me in my last, uh, in my video, if you watched it, I do think the series would have gone differently if he had, if the, if the Heat were healthy. Do I think they would have won? No, but I think we had, we would have had a game seven. I'm pretty confident in that, um, but whatever, man, I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah, Miami, great season. Duncan Robinson, fantastic performance, all finals long. They have so much to be proud of. And I just love Jimmy Butler, man. I, I'm such a fan. His effort, his intensity, he gave it literally every ounce of his body the entire postseason. And this was the guy that we talked about 
being a locker room cancer because he just wants to win and doesn't allow Carl Anthony Towns to sit there with a 6'3 guy and not take him to the block like so many big men do in today's NBA. I don't blame Jimmy Butler at all for telling him to stop being a bitch because I know that's what it was. And I'm a big Carl Anthony Towns fan. Like, I, I watched him at Kentucky and I saw his post game and I was like, oh my God, like, a real big again with post game. And then he's coming in hitting jumpers and I'm like, wow, if he can put it all together, like, this dude can be one of the most offensively polished overall skilled scoring bigs to ever play the game but the problem is with all these big men and I saw with Blake Griffin when we had him is once they start hitting the jumper they fall in love with that jumper then they don't go to what makes them great and that's how big they are so Anthony Davis you know I think he solidified his spot as the second best power forward in Laker history with this victory after the Spaniard himself ladies and gentlemen you know who I'm talking about Mr. 16 Mr. soon to be in the rafters Pal Gasol and yeah, I mean, what else do you want me to say? That's, that was the finals. That was the glorified summer league. And when I say that, guys, that's not because I'm hating on the Lakers. Uh, if you look at my very first episode, that is what I said as well. So for all you new guys, that the um, countless amount of new subscribers I got from the, from the videos, check out all my episodes or check out some of them because a lot of the stuff I'm saying is kind of like it's like a movie, like a, a TV series. Like it's chronological. I've said things, some have aged well, some have aged poorly. You know, this whole season... For me, it was a complete L. I look like a fucking idiot. Clippers did not win. LeBron proved to me that I was wrong. He's still the best player in the league. Um, so everything, it couldn't have gone worse for me. It really couldn't have gone worse. I mean, what is, you know what's so funny is like my first episode I started with was talking about me, why I'm a Clipper fan, and all this stuff. And talking about how we blew the 3-1 to Houston. One season in, 16 episodes in. I think it's so, I don't want to say poetic because that sounds really cruel, but... It's so poetic and like hilarious. And if you just followed me on the journey, you've been through the journey with me now of in one season, you can tell how hard it is to be a Clipper fan and how much better and easier it is to be a Laker fan. Because I was talking about 3-1 and what's more Clippers than a season where we blow a 3-1 lead and the Lakers win the championship. It doesn't get worse. Actually, it does get worse. What, 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 what's worse is if there was no coronavirus and this would have happened at Staples Center in LA. Oh my God. But in, in my opinion, I don't think we would have blown a 3-1 lead with two home games. I truly don't. Because your boy would have been there screaming his lungs out. But um, yeah, guys, Laker fans, congrats. Uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I cannot fucking stand it. And I'm going to talk so much shit if we ever win because you guys are so absurdly annoying. Um... But it's just the nature of the game, I guess. It's just the nature of the game. Uh, and let let it be clear, guys. I'm going to say this on behalf of all Clipper fans, even though some... And if they say this, guys, Laker fans, full throttle, grill the shit out of them. We're never going to run LA. We're never going to be the number one team in LA. But who cares? That's that's. A, I, I don't care about that. I just want to win one championship because I know our fan base will grow every time we win. And if we just win one championship, the whole legitimacy of the Clippers will be changed. The whole view of them in LA will be changed. They're never going to be a joke again. They're going to instantly pop into a top 15 franchise to ever play because like literally half the franchises have never won a title. So when all the Laker fans say 17-0, 70-0, you could say that to so many different franchises too. It just so happens we're in the same city, so we get overshadowed, and it's okay. Um, what's not okay is blowing 3-1 leads constantly. But... um. Yeah, Laker fans, just know if if we ever win the championship, it's going to be like the Clippers win the championship every single year because I'm never going to stop talking about it till the day I die because, like, outside of my own vision, the only thing that I want in life that I can't control is the Clippers to win the championship. Everything else is in my control, and we're going to make that happen because guess what? 
when I was growing up, as we're gonna end the, the like before we end this episode with listener questions, I don't want to go too long. We're gonna uh, end with something you know that I learned from one of my idols, and it, it it's a perfect ending to the season. And that is, if you truly believe you can be the best at something, nothing can stop you. Everything that you say that says why can't I do this is a whole load of excuses. Now that's not a direct quote, but it's exactly how Kobe Bryant lived, exactly how he did things on the basketball court and how I did things off the basketball court. And every single time I think to myself, and for me, like, okay, it's a little personal guys, but like, I'm really talked about, by the way, before I end, Frank Vogel deserves so much credit, so much credit. He was unbelievable with his adjustments all playoffs long, putting Caruso in the starting lineup, putting Dwight in the starting lineup, benching Dwight and JaVale against Houston. He made adjustments that coaches like Cock Rivers never did. Raw Palinka unbelievable job since he's taken over with the team done such a great job with getting Markeith getting um Anthony Davis in the trade where a lot of idiots were criticizing saying they gave up too much he did his thing and of course the most congratulations of all is to a former Palisades High School alumni of mine that I share Jeannie Buss who yeah she went to my high school I'm not proud to go to my high school at all I hate it with a passion but Jeannie Buss is one of our own so she hadn't won a championship. It was her great dad, arguably the greatest owner in sports, the great late Jerry Buss, Dr. Buss. And, you know, she built the Lakers back into a championship team, and she's the first female to do it. So, <laughs> bravo, Jeannie Buss, man, or woman. I am proud of you, girl. Um, represented for the Pally High people. But anyway, it's a little personal. Back to, the, to end the thing I was saying about Kobe is I was like a really, really troubled student in school a lot when I was young and I used to always speak out and like I used to never shut the fuck up hence the reason why I have a podcast where I'm just talking 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 because like I don't know I just want to have fun I want to entertain people I always see the funny part about me is like as arrogant as this sounds whenever I was in a classroom talking or when my hand would be raised everyone listens as arrogant as that sounds because my voice isn't boring like when I'm speaking I'm always speaking with like I care about what I'm saying I I'm into what I'm saying and I don't know, people just gravitate towards that. So I always thought I would be doing something like this in some capacity. And now we're just building. So hop on the bandwagon before it gets big, guys, because you're not going to hear a more honest fan. You're not going to hear a more knowledgeable fan that's going to really put in the time and work to learn about the history of the NBA that he wasn't alive to see. Because every single kid, and that's why I'm not deba- I'm not going to talk about Jordan versus LeBron or anything that you want to probably hear about ESPN and Bleach Reports bullshit, is because... I'm not going to fall for what they want us to believe. I'm going to make my own opinions here. And yeah, but every back to the keep going on fucking tangents. I'm sorry. Back to the thing I was saying about me in school is I was told by so many people like, oh, what do you plan on doing with your life? Or, you know, where do you see yourself going? Or, you know, you lack the seriousness. And every time I thought of that, I just thought of Kobe, even though I wasn't, a, I was a, even though I wasn't a Laker fan, I just thought of Kobe and like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be successful. Like no matter what I am, because nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. And anything, anything other than that is excuses. What if you don't get the right opportunity? What if you don't like this and that? Sound, as, as he said, this is actually a direct quote. And if you, if you actually want to see more like video stuff, guys, follow me on the Instagram, Dime Dropper Pod. Please follow me. I post Kobe stuff, everything basketball all the time. Um, but a direct quote from Kobe is, it sounds like excuses to me. If you're going to figure it out, if you want to figure it out, you will figure it out. So your boy is going to figure it out and we're just getting started. So to end the podcast we're going to go through and to end the season before we get into amazing episodes and different content about the history of the game 
what happened last time. I'm sorry, what happened with the uh, Celtics losing. I'm going to make a video on that. And mostly stuff about the basketball prior to the coronavirus. So I'm going to take the listener questions off Instagram right now. Let's see them. Shyan Safa, one of my good friends and best listeners, asks, what moves do you want to see the Clippers make in the offseason? Obviously, I want us to hire Sam Cassell. I've been said that. I really want us to hire him because he's part of the reason I fell in love with the team. And I just don't think there's anyone better for the job. He's, and I I actually, I want someone that has something to prove as a coach because we have so much to prove as an organization and as a team. But I want some, like Doc Rivers, he's, or Glenn Rivers, he's already proven he's a championship coach, no matter how much I think it's bullshit. But he's proven something. Sam Cassell would be hungry. He's never had that coaching job. He wants it. And he would love to, you know, be in that list with Tyron Lue and uh, Steve Kerr as the first ever rookie head coaches and Nick Nurse. So I want to see Sam Cassell get hired. I would love to see Paul George traded, like straight up. I know a lot of Clipper fans won't agree. I don't fuck with him at all. Like I, I quite frankly just hate him. And you're not going to, ch- the only thing he can do to change that is get out of the second round. Because what he did was, there's one thing to play bad. I don't hate someone when they do that. But when you stick your foot in your mouth and disrespect the whole fan base and make us look like fucking idiots like the way he did. Driver's seat. It's not championship or bust. I, honestly, I, I, Paul George lives in, in, in our neighborhood. I really want to see him. I really want, I don't give a fuck if he punches me. Like, I, I, I would take him to court and then I would, we'll, we'll take you to that court, baby. No, I'm just kidding. But I, w- I really do want to see Paul George in the street and like tell him how much of a how much he let us down, because I want him gone. I-, I I don't care what we get for him. More is less in this. I'm sorry, less is more in this situation. Paul George just constantly takes shots away from Kawhi. He just is a mental midget, and he his IQ is so poor. And the times in which he does certain things and wants to dribble the fucking air out of the ball and go ISO. It's so funny because we talk about the Clippers going stagnant and having no ball movement in certain situations. And the same things were said about Oklahoma City last year, but people won't put two and two together. They just want to use Billy Donovan and Doc Rivers as scapegoats for the fact that Paul George is a ball stopper. So I would love for him to go, even though I would be fine with giving him one more shot if it means that Kuwait resigns in the offseason. Um, Montrez, you dug your own grave on social media. I want you out. Done. After that Atlanta Falcons comment, and after you had the audacity to post on Instagram about some bullshit-ass hustle award that you got for your regular season exploits, which had nothing to do with our collapse, and said, they want to say Trez don't guard, though. (laughs) The audacity of some of these players, man. They want to say Trez don't guard, though. Because fucking Cock Rivers lost his job because he put you on the court because you were such a liability on defense, Trez. Let's not fool people. And you know what's funny is I'm the biggest Montrez Harrell-like fan. Like, I have his jersey. I have a picture of him that hung in my freaking ha- uh, room in the frat house last year. Like, I loved Montrez Harrell. Like, he's one of my favorite players to play for the Clippers, but he completely lost all his respect, all the respect I had for him with his Instagram comments so he can fuck off. I would love Ibaka. Wish list. Christmas wish list. I want Ibaka because he does certain two things that will be huge for us. He is a rim protector off the bench because we already have Zubats who's really good. And ha- having Ibaka off the bench would be great. And we can play Ibaka with Zoo because he's not a traditional four. He's more of a stretch four. So we can spread the floor. One thing I noticed about LeBron is he had all room to drive in these open clear lanes one-on-one. Kawhi didn't really have that because... 
when the Lakers put AD at the five, AD stands like, at, you know, he doesn't stand down low when LeBron wants to drive. He clears the paint. Zubats, he only is in the paint. So it's automatically more crowded over there. So I would like to see Ibaka, and he's also won a championship with Kuwait. So it would be awesome to have him. Mar- Marcus Morris, I wouldn't mind getting him back at all. But um, if he leaves, whatever, you, you missed like five open threes and you were part of the reason why Paul Millsap and the Nuggets got, you know, new motivation when we seemingly had the conference finals appearance on lock and then you blew it for all of us fans who love the team so much while you guys don't give a fuck disabling Instagram comments like little mental bitches that you are. I'm not going to ease up on these guys either, guys. I'm a Clipper fan. I am Mr. Clippers. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so stupid. But I, I'm more of a clipper than they, these players because, you know, here's the thing about it. And Laker fans, you should feel the same way about this too. Players come and go. The fans are forever. And they always will be. Unless you got players like Jerry West, Kobe Bryant, and Magic Johnson that only put on the purple and gold. Or Michael Cooper, James Worthy, you name it. And I think those players are special. Uh, you know, the Havlicek's of the world, the Tommy Heinsons of the world, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, those guys. Um, so, yeah, Cheyenne, that's what I want to see. That's all I want to see, uh, really. Anyone else? Lou Williams. I would like to keep Lou Williams around because I want one of the two bench duos staying. It is always nice to have a bucket getter off the bench that can get you instant points. So I would love to have Lou Williams back. The only thing about it is having two guys that are not, they are great. Like Trez and Lou are great scorers, but the problem is they both don't guard. They don't defend well. They're poor. Lou Williams just doesn't play defense at all. Um, so you need, it, he, Here's what I've noticed about the last two championship teams, guys, Toronto last year and then the Lakers this year, is they don't have anyone on the court that's a defensive liability. You can't have that at this level. and Because in the pick and roll, you'll hunt it out. Um, what's it called? Like, for example, like Lou Williams, Trez, like these guys were defensive liabilities. The Lakers, we thought Kuz was, but he wasn't at all. He totally sharpened up in the playoffs. Rondo in the playoffs is anything but a defensive liability. That dude puts it on. And then, of course, LeBron, who picks and chooses, I mean, he went playoff mode. So, but AD is the best defender in basketball today. Draymond Green and Anthony Davis, because it's not, you know who I think is the most overrated defender in history is Kawhi Leonard, Kawit, because he gets too much credit for having one more defensive player of the year than he should that Draymond should have had. And the NBA is not about one-on-one man-to-man defense as much anymore. It's about pick-and-roll defense. And Anthony Davis and Draymond Green are the absolute best in that department, in my opinion, because they're rim protectors. They can guard one through five. And they just seem to be everywhere in the point of action in a play. So Draymond Green and Anthony Davis are the two best defenders in the league. Next question. Uh, my good friend Rami that we had on episode two asks, do you regret not picking the greatest franchise in sports history as your number one team? <laughs> sports history? Got to have a better argument than that one. Um, sometimes I do regret it. But at the end of the day, I feel like I wouldn't be me without being a Clipper fan. I always went for somebody that not everyone liked, as I said in my first episode. I always went with I always went against the crowd, man. The road less traveled by. That's just who I am. That's how I always will be. Um, will I reg- the only way I regret I'll regret being a Clipper fan is if I'm I don't even care if the Lakers win 25 titles and the Clippers only win one. I don't care because that one title will be, will mean more to me than every single one of your titles combined. And it's just a fact because we don't see it as much. We're not used to the success. But the only way I'll regret being a Clipper fan is if I'm on my deathbed with my last breaths, and I've never seen a championship, which would be so sad, God. And then, the, yeah, I already addressed this. Who would be our next, the Ryan Show asked, who should be our next head coach? By the way, go follow the Ryan Show Sports on Instagram, as well as the Ryan Show, because I'm writing for them. 
full time, and I'm going to be a part of their radio uh, FM radio show. It has 30,000 followers. Go follow them. They had Alan Houston on. They had Ben Gordon on. So go follow them. The Ryan Show Sports are doing some things there. So go follow them. Uh, Sam Cassell should be our next head coach. That's the answer. Tristan, my good Clipper fan, comes at me with the question, should the Clips re-sign Trez since we have his bird? I already answered that. Um, and then the last question, or two, two questions left. One of them, my great friend, childhood friend, one of my best friends, Matthew Hamadani, asked, where does AD rank all-time after his dominant playoff performance? And then I asked him, I'm like, are you talking about like all-time players or are you talking about power forwards? And he was like, players. I'm like, dude. I don't know, top 50 maybe? Like, I love Anthony Davis, don't get me wrong. And, like, he probably put himself in the top 10 power forward discussion with that. Probably. Let's do some research before we start making claims, though. Um, But, yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, that one title in how many years has he played in the league now? Eight? He's not going to put him in the top 50 players like that. Are you kidding? I love Anthony Davis, though, and he's going to keep adding. That's the scariest part about this Laker team is I think they need to be favorites for next season. They have to be because LeBron proved that he's still – you know, he's aging, but he's still fucking great. And Anthony Davis is maybe the best player in the league next season. There's Remember what I said in Who's the Goat? There's nothing like championship confidence. And Anthony Davis with championship confidence makes me want to crawl under my couch of fear because, oh my God, that's going to be a problem. God, I wish we had AD. So whack. Anyway, the last one. Lucas, who we had on the New York State of Mind episode, episode five. Go check that out if you haven't. Now that it's over, how do you feel about the bubble as a whole? I hate it every second. Uh, I stand by what I said in the beginning, the glorified summer league. It was ass. It was not very entertaining in my opinion. It had the worst conclusion ever. It was nothing like the playoffs. It was the Mickey Mouse. However, for the circumstances, the NBA did an exceptional job Zero coronavirus test positive. They finished the product. It was watered down as shit. But at the end of the day, the best team in the league won. The deserving team won. And it still counts as a title because you still had to win four playoff series in a best of seven. And that's why it still counts. Do I like it? No. It literally made me lose weight. By the way, guys, I gained back every single pound but one from the Clippers being fucking whack. So... We're almost back to our full uh, strength and trying to, you know, build even more weight, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I did successfully gain some of the pounds back. Um, but, yeah, guys, I didn't enjoy it. I'm so happy it's over. I hope I never have to watch one more fucking game without crowds ever again because I miss being at games and we miss our fans so much in every single sport. Dodger fans! Ouch, this is not looking good either, man. Yikes. Imagine being a Clipper fan and a Dodger fan in the modern era. That must suck. (laughs) I swear to God, guys, I don't feel bad for anybody anymore for the history of mankind as a fan in any sport because I have literally become like, I can't escape being around the team that wins rubbing it in my face every time. So there was this, obviously, the Lakers winning the championship and the Clippers blowing a 3-1 lead back in LA. But for anyone that doesn't know, I'm a... Big Dodger fan, big Rams fan, and I was I, I went to UMass. I'm a UMass alumni. I went to UMass Amherst when we lost to the Red Sox and the Pats in the Super Bowl. So think about it. My whole house, the whole college town around me, rioting in parade as I sit there sulking in my room. I can't escape it. Like I've been so heartbroken so many times in sports. Like it's just like so whack. Like like besides Chelsea, who's like my favorite football football soccer team, football club, whatever. 
like who I watch every single game. Like I got to I got to go to the bridge last year and go to a game. It was so awesome. Uh, they're the only team that actually brings me consistent joy. And the Kings, don't forget about those LA Kings, baby, two time champs. We never forget that. But other than that, guys, like in the American sports, like I guess like God just doesn't want me to be happy at all. Like they just want me to be tortured to the max. They want me to go to Boston when we lose to Boston twice, and they want me to come back conveniently when the Lakers win the championship to see the Clippers lose. God don't like your boy, man, when it comes to sports. But hey, man, maybe one day it'll change. Tell me how you like the episode. Do not forget to give me feedback. Hit me up. Text me. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, everything. How'd you like the episode? What do you want to see? The next episode with my uncle is going to be unbelievable. Laker fans, you do not want to miss it. And the summer is just going to be awesome. Get ready to learn about the 60s, the first great era of the game. Peace and great season. Thank you for the support. We are continuously building. Let's get to 1K.